Welcome to Commending and Contending, a podcast of the Gospel Coalition Australia. I'm your host, Jonathan Holt. Uh, the Gospel Coalition Australia exists to encourage and assist Australian Christians to remain convinced of the truth and power of the gospel, to commend and contend for the gospel in our lives and ministries, and to foster connection between individuals, churches, and other ministries so that we can most effectively advance the gospel in Australia. Joining me today is Council Member Gary Miller. Welcome, Gary. Hi, Jonathan. Thanks for having me on. Now, Gary, for those of us maybe who haven't had the chance uh, to meet you and get to know you as I have on the council, uh, can you just introduce yourself for us? Um, I'm uh, Gary Miller, as you can tell from my accent. Um, I'm from Northern Ireland, uh, born just outside Belfast. Um, before moving to Australia in 2012, um, I was a pastor for 17 years in, in Ireland, both North and, and South. We spent 12 years in Dublin. And since 2012, I've been the principal of Queensland Theological College. Um, my wife Fiona and I have been married for 31 years. Um, she's uh, Scottish, born of missionary parents in Peru. And we have three daughters, um, one in Canberra, um, two home in Brisbane, one at uni and one just finishing school. And how has God been encouraging you recently? Oh, we... <laughs> Very, very encouraged over the last uh, over the last week. We had a, an old friend um, from Ireland out of the blue email us to come uh, asking if she could stay with us for a few days. Her uh, younger sister, who actually used to be in our youth group in, in Ireland, uh, plays football for the Republic of Ireland, so was playing in the World Cup. And Judith was uh, following her little sister. But it was particularly <laughs> encouraging because... Um, Judith became a Christian on Good Friday, I think it was in 2003, in, as a result of what I'm fairly convinced was one of the worst talks ever given in the history of Christendom, um, by me, obviously. I, it was, it's, I mean, Good Friday's quite hard to muck up, <laughs> but, but believe me, I managed. I don't know if you've ever had the sense, but I, I was listening to myself speak, thinking, I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is just, this is muddled. And, I, and I'm not, I mean, those people who know me, they know I, I kind of, I'm a fairly upbeat person. I don't get, uh, I tend not to get down on myself. But honestly, I went home after that. And this, it was in the evening. That's the kind of convention in Ireland. And I went home and I actually went to bed feeling royally sorry for myself. <laughs> and, and then, Judith phoned me out of the blue. Yeah, you know, it's about nine o'clock at night, and, and she was in tears. And and I, I remember thinking to myself, yeah, I think I'd been I'd be in tears if I just had to listen to that. <laughs> and and she said, um, I've just understood for the first time what it means for Jesus to die to die for me. <laughs> and and honestly, part of me wanted to say. Uh, no, after that, I don't think you do understand it. But mercifully, you know, that she did. You know, she was just one of those people, you know, she'd been in church, but her life was transformed. She was different from that day on. And I think to to meet someone then 20 years on, who's just, you know, just a lovely Christian woman growing, serving in a small local church in Dublin, um, clearly, you know, um, as excited about living for Jesus as she was in those early days. And then to remember that God does this through his word. 
And it's just a beautiful reminder, I think, both of, of for me, of my weakness, you know, a perpetual reminder of my weakness and the, the way in which God works through his word. And, you know, I don't know, my experience is I need to be reminded of that. Yeah, you know, that that regularly of of those days when God does work dramatically, and then most of the time to be rem to be reminded, uh, you know, your your part in this is not significant, Gary Miller. <laughs> just just get on and <laughs> get my word out there. So, yeah, so that that was very encouraging. Just being able to catch up with with an old friend like that. When we're contending for the gospel as Christian leaders, we can often be outward focused in the way that we need to maybe contend in the community or contend amongst uh, our church. But as leaders, we probably also need to contend for the place the gospel has in our own hearts and in our own lives. Um, you're working in a place where Christian leaders are being produced. Uh, how does contending for the gospel take place in the heart of the leader? Yeah, I think I think that's that's a vital question. Um, I mean, and it's one, you know, in the slightly strange world that I live in, in a theological college that's that's just in front of us all the time, um, because I think, you know, we obviously work hard. You know, like like many other colleges around Australia, we work hard to make sure that what we teach, you know, that the actual content and the if you like the skills that we teach are are adequate. You know, are going really are going to people for a lifetime of gospel ministry we work hard at that and i actually think in australia we're remarkably privileged you know to have a like a whole bunch of colleges that take that very seriously and i think we can say relatively speaking do it very well we always do it better but just being in a college and watching you know kind of men and women you know day after day after day watching people you know being equipped but actually seeing them up close and then thinking oh hold on there's a missing, there's something that we cannot do for them. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we can, we can begin, we can play our part. I mean, obviously their local church has, plays the part, but actually the, the bit, the bit that we can't fix for them, if you like, I mean, at one level we can't do anything, but the bit we can't fix for them is, is actually kind of walking humbly with Christ for the rest of their lives. That's the bit we're aiming for. And and I think the problem is that that is a slow, long term, you know, kind of no shortcut process. And I do wonder. I think there's something in the water just now, or perhaps there always is. I'm I'm not sure, but but there's something in the water just now that we're thinking very hard and and rightly thinking hard about how we do church, how we reach the world, you know, how we you know, how we maximize outcomes, you know, how we actually see gospel fruit through the life of the church. And, you know, amen to that. We've got to do all that. I think the problem is that for many of us, if you give us something to do that has instant results, we'll grab that. And and I think there's, there's an attendant danger. It's that if you do that well, you can actually quite quickly get, you can get sort of a reputation in your own circles. You can get respect. You can get people speaking encouragingly into your life, into your life. And if we're not very careful, we end up 
encouraging each other to focus on externals. And, and there's this there's this hollow <laughs> in the middle of the gospel worker. And I think, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I've had to sadly acknowledge the fact, you know, that I am now, you know, very definitely. In fact, middle aged is 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 sounding more and more attractive if people call me middle aged. You know, I'm, you know, I'm I'm fifty six, and I think I've been doing this for a long time. And one of the things I I reflect on all the time is what what are the things that I'm not saying that are going to damage the next generation. You know, because because there are things that for me and kind of my peers, they're an they're an absolute no brainer. You know, like, and and but the problem is that that if if I'm not very careful, I don't tell the, the people, I don't tell our students the things that are just are part of my DNA. You know, so that um, you know, my generation, it was kind of beaten into us that you read your Bible every day and pray. That if I don't, if I don't do that, I mean, I'm, I'm, if I don't do that, I feel guilty. <laughs> I'm not saying that's particularly gospel shit, but it is just a reality. And you know, if if I say, you know, if I say to any of my my mates, you know, what is God saying to you? Like, you know, don't give me, don't give me the summary of the sermon you're preaching <laughs> next Sunday. Like, what has God been teaching you today, yesterday? Like, we will talk about that, and everybody knows. If you don't have an answer to that question, you should have. So you need to get your act together and start reading the Bible again. No, that's just, I don't talk about that. And partly I don't talk about that because, you know, sometimes I think, oh, yeah, there was something a bit legalistic about the world that I grew up in. I don't want to impose that on the others. But the problem is, if I don't actually say, if I don't try to help students build, you know, a gospel-shaped piety, <laughs> that will work every day. I'm doing it. I'm expecting them to do it, but nobody's telling them to do it. And in many cases, you know, I think, you know, if if I if I was at the tail end of the kind of legalism dominating things, I suspect lots of people, especially if your pastor's under 40, you're not going to have, that's not going to be your issue. So there's a very unfortunate, you know, I'm not saying it because I'm recovering from legalism and they're not saying it because, you know, they've kind of slipped into perhaps a, you know, an undemanding form of kind of cheap grace mentality, but either way, it doesn't work out for the people of God. And and I think, I mean, part of where I, part of where I came to this, you know, the, the leadership, leadership failures in the last few years, and I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't so much, you know, Mark Driscoll, you know, like was a, you know, lived in a different universe to most of us, <laughs> you know, that wasn't, and even, you know, Ravi Zacharias, I was aware of, I never had any, never met him, you know, I think I read one of his books years ago, it just didn't, it didn't really have a lot of interaction, but there were a series of other people. Yeah, I mean Steve Timmis, you know, who's you know, who's kind of much more in my world and a couple of years older than me. And, you know, I knew Steve and and some other people around the world, and I just who are kind of much more normal. Um, I was going, what what's going on here? How can these people who I've sat and and I've sat and I've listened I've listened to them teach the Bible? In some cases, I've learned a lot from them. I've 
had conversations with them. And like they weren't, <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, kind of Mars Hill craziness. There was nothing evidently wrong. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized, oh, actually, with those guys, they were just generally, they were in a place where either they allowed themselves to, to stop doing some very basic things, or they were living in an environment where everybody else was saying, essentially, you're special, that normal rules, normal rules don't apply to you. And so that then kind of sent me back to say, okay, how can, how can I fulfill my responsibility at this point to do everything in my power to make sure that if, if any of the, you know, the guys who go through college or in ministry in Queensland or beyond in the next, you know, 20 years, whatever it is, that none of them are going to be able to say, oh yeah, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody told us that actually you've got to fight, you've got to contend for the gospel in your own heart. You know, you've got to be committed to living out a gospel-shaped life yourself. In some of the spaces in our life, like those moments of weakness, those moments where we kind of don't quite accomplish it, I can see how, you know, we we really want to cling to God in that in that area. But I think we struggle more with those kind of places where we're good at stuff and we're succeeding at stuff. And we do seem to have people around us telling us we're special and 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 doing a great job and keep going. Um, yeah. In the midst of success, how do we keep Christ and his gracious gospel in the forefront of our mind? Yeah. Um, well, I mean... <laughs> I, I think we almost I mean it, it it's just almost a cliche, but we do have to keep preaching the gospel to ourselves all the time. And I think you're right, you know, because I, I think it's well, I think it's probably easier to do that when you're in a heap. Yeah. You know, so look, I'm you know, I'm I am weak, but you're strong, you know. It it is hard. I mean, I think it, somewhere it's John, Jonathan Edwards. I think somewhere I think it's in the nature of tree virtue. I'm paraphrasing. He doesn't say it quite like this, but he basically says the problem is none of us none of us are capable of a, a truly pure act. You know, because if we and if we were ever to do one, we'd immediately pat ourselves in the back for having done it and so ruin it. You know, and I think I think having a strong awareness of your own, of our own tendencies to take credit for things. And, and in a sense, I have to get out of bed every morning and go, I cannot do anything of any significance here. And for me, you know, I know that, that you know, we're all different, but, but, but my default tends to be, okay, I can fix this. You know, it, it, it's the, with hard work, you know, with hard work, it signed exegesis, and you know, and and hopefully people being suckered by an Irish accent, we might get through this, you know. But but I think that honestly, the 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 waking up in the morning and reminding myself through the gospel that my security, satisfaction, significance, strength are in Christ, and apart from Him, I can do nothing. That's that's got to be the starting point. Uh, what's a resource at the Gospel Coalition Australia website that you can recommend we have a look at, Gary? Uh, well, one of the things I love about the website is um, there are where people are better positioned who know more 
about about stuff than I do, who are better positions to position to think hard and 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 help me then to think hard after them. Um Akos Balak did a great article on on AI just a few months ago mm. where he'd done a mountain of work and I think kind of mapped out the ground really helpfully for us. And I do think, I mean, obviously it's it's an area in a, in a college where, you know, it's a it's a pressing matter. But I think all of us are going to have to think that through. And in that that article, and there are there are, you know, you can name a whole whole trail of articles like this across the years where people have just done really good kind of digging for us. Um at, at, and on issues where we're probably not going to have the time or even the expertise to go digging digging ourselves. So I think that's that's really valuable. And I think the other thing is just for me, I mean, if I'm allowed to, to a, a more a generic thing, um, I think that one of the, the things I love about the way the website is developing is there is a broader range of people than ever. You know, lots of women, lots of younger people, you know, pastors, like council members. It's just, I think for me, it's a window on how, how people who are not in my immediate world are thinking. You know, I, I reckon I've got a fairly good handle on, you know, how theological college students in Brisbane are thinking. That, that's a fairly, fairly niche demographic, really. <laughs> um, so so I think I think actually I know that's you know, along with the specifics of the ACOS's article, I think generally it it just is massively helpful to me in thinking through what it means to be to be a Christian in Australia today. And I get lots of help from people who live in very different worlds and different social situations. And, and so I think that for me is the ongoing, just general stimulation to think through the challenges we face as the people of God. Yeah, thanks. We'll put a link uh, for that article uh, in the show notes. Thanks so much for chatting with me today, Gary. It's always a delight, John, even when we're being recorded. <laughs> uh, this podcast is made by the Gospel Coalition Australia, and you can help us. Uh, you can share this episode, uh, maybe with friends, uh, folk at church, uh, and you can help by going to our website and making a donation to grow the networks of Australian voices speaking the gospel to Australians. <laughs>